Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, January 8th, and this is your FT News Briefing. President Trump conceded the election for the first time last night, but Joe Biden has his work cut out for him when he takes office in less than two weeks. Boeing reached a settlement with the U.S. Department of Justice, plus activist, singer, and songwriter Neil Young is cashing in on the music streaming boom. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. After growing calls for Donald Trump to be removed from office, the White House last night released a recorded video of the president condemning Wednesday's mob attack on the U.S. Capitol building. The video was posted on YouTube and the president's Twitter account, which had been temporarily locked. Like all Americans, I am outraged by the violence, lawlessness, and mayhem. And after claiming for months that the election was stolen, Trump last night made no mention of election fraud. I continue to strongly believe that we must reform our election laws to verify the identity and eligibility of all voters and to ensure faith and confidence in all future elections. Now Congress has certified the results. A new administration will be inaugurated on January 20th. My focus now turns to ensuring a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition of power. Trump did not mention Joe Biden's name. The president-elect earlier in the day had this to say about the attack on the Capitol. What we witnessed yesterday was not dissent. It was not disorder. It was not protest. It was chaos. And when he takes office on January 20th, Biden will have to calm and unite a divided America. U.S. Managing Editor Peter Spiegel is back on the show to talk about what the administration will have to tackle first. Hey, Peter. Good to be back. Peter, where does Biden even start here? Well, I mean, in some respects, and again, you don't wish this kind of thing to happen on our country ever, but in some respects, this strengthens Biden's hand, right? Well, he is now going into his presidency with a very narrow margin, both in the House and the Senate, 50-50 in the Senate, so really only a one-vote margin with the vice president casting the deciding vote there. But he now has an incredibly divided Republican Party that is basically at war with itself over the Trump legacy. And not only that, obviously over, over the loss of two Senate seats in Georgia. So in many ways, Biden is now coming with a united Democratic Party and a divided Republican Party. So in some ways, he is a strengthened hand and a president who can come in. A lot of Democrats we talked to said, get a lot of his agenda through in the first 100 days. Now, the agenda, I don't think, has changed because of the recent events. I mean, th- there is still a-, a pandemic that is getting worse. But the fact that the, he now has Chuck Schumer as the majority leader, he will be able to bring things that could not get through the Senate before, like some of these stimulus checks, the $2,000 stimulus checks that the Democrats want. A lot of this fiscal stimulus aid for, for cities, for municipalities, for states that are struggling. So he, they can send that through the Senate and get it passed at a time that they couldn't do it under under Donald Trump and a Republican Senate. Let's talk about everyday Americans. What does Joe Biden do to connect people who are on the far right and the far left at a time where, you know, they, they couldn't be further apart? 
it's going to be tough. I mean, th- this is clearly what Biden ran on. So he does have that mandate and he's coming in office at a time where this is the most important thing. So at least he has a public mandate to try to to heal the wounds. The other thing which makes him clearly different from, from Donald Trump, but also frankly different from Barack Obama, is he is a creature of Washington. He has spent decades here in Congress, in the Senate, um, and he is a man of the Senate. And in, in, in many ways, Inside the Obama administration, he was the man that was deployed to Capitol Hill because he liked the kind of slightly grubby backslapping and deal making that Barack Obama just didn't like to do. Joe Biden loves that stuff. Uh, He is that is in many ways his strongest political skill. So if there is any person who has sort of the Washington experience to bring two incredibly polarized sides together in Washington, at least, if not the country. Joe Biden's got the background to do it. I also think that because he has portrayed himself as kind of hard scrabble, working class Joe from Pennsylvania and and from Wilmington, Delaware, he does have the ability to reach out to a lot of these working class voters that have gone for Trump and like the ones who showed up on Capitol Hill the other day and potentially uh, connect with that kind of voter. And he's tried to do that already. But look, this is something that a lot of leaders you know, globally have tried to do to, to connect and defuse the polarization that's happening on throughout our democracies, you know, both here and in Europe and, and elsewhere. Uh, so it's a very tall order. Peter Spiegel is our U.S. managing editor. Thanks as always, Peter. Always good to be on, Mark. Now, despite the chaos in Washington this week, global stock indices, including the FTSE 100, the NASDAQ, and the Nikkei, didn't seem to notice. They all ended higher at the end of Thursday's trading. Colby Smith is the FT's U.S. Capital Markets correspondent, and she joins me now. Colby, what's been happening when it comes to equities? Were they worried about the chaos at the Capitol? Not really. I mean, investors more or less shrugged off the violent clashes in in Washington and instead focused on the fact that we're likely to get additional stimulus after Joe Biden is inaugurated. And they were able to kind of look through some of the instability this past week and look ahead to not only the vaccines, but again, this government spending that um, people didn't think was going to be possible if Republicans held on to the Senate. Right. Now that two seats in Georgia flipped from Republican control to Democrat control. The U.S. Senate is essentially controlled by Democrats. Um, and it, it actually brings me to a question about a story that you've you've written and that's come out today about how the U.S. dollar could get weaker this year. And it sounds like it's more or less has to do with the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, Investors pretty much soured on the dollar um, last year when the Fed started to deliver, you know, an enormous amount of stimulus in order to limit the turmoil caused by the coronavirus crisis. And and ever since it really kind of unleashed the floodgates of liquidity, the dollar has been on a on a downward trajectory. Now the Fed has reiterated time and again that it, its support is here to stay and it's willing to kind of keep policy rates low for as long as necessary. And so uh, that's just going to continue to way on the dollar and any other additional support that um, helps to push up growth and inflation, that's going to embolden investors to kind of seek riskier pastures at this point. Colby Smith is the FT's U.S. Capital Markets Correspondent. Thank you, Colby. Thank you. Boeing has agreed to pay two and a half billion dollars to resolve a criminal charge that it defrauded regulators when it comes to concealed safety problems with the 737 MAX jet. The U.S. Department of Justice yesterday said it reached a deferred prosecution agreement in which Boeing would also admit guilt. 346 people were killed in two crashes involving Boeing's 737 MAX jet, 
The settlement includes a fine, but most of the funds will go towards compensation for customers and families of people killed in the two crashes. And the singer Neil Young has just sold a 50% share of his back catalog to the British music publishing company Hypnosis for an undisclosed value. The FT's Nick Fields reports that one estimate puts the deal at around $150 million. It gives Hypnosis writing and publishing rights to almost 1,200 of Young's songs. And partial control over classics like Heart of Gold. This is the latest in a series of deals uh, with established artists and songwriters selling their catalogs out uh, to people like Hypnosis, uh, Roundhill, Primary Wave. There's an awful lot of activity in this area as these specialist funds target predictable income streams from golden oldie hits. You know, these are songs that maybe were sort of B-sides or album tracks that were actually pretty good and may have a second life in the age of streaming if they're promoted correctly. So Nick, what's what's happening now to fuel this buying spree of music rights, or I guess selling spree, if, if we're talking about the artists? There could be a number of reasons for that. One is that uh, investors are looking for new investment classes, interest rates are low, things like golden oldie hits, which are now a lot more valuable with, in the age of Spotify than perhaps they were in the age of CDs, have become very attractive. Another factor is that artists are starting to struggle if they cannot tour. There's not been a lot of live music uh, because of the coronavirus, so many of them are starting to think about cashing in at this time. You could read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Fiona Simon and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help from Gavin Coleman, Michael Bruning, Luakemi Aladasui, and Amy Keane. Our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.